Gather round. This is the Ticket Water Cooler, brought to you by Culligan of Lincoln. Coming at you live from the Copples Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Here's your host, Jake Bakoven. This is the Ticket Water Cooler here, brought to you by Coligan Water. I am Jake Bokovin, uh, normally joined by Nate Brennan, but he's off to New Orleans, as he keeps calling it, New Orleans. Uh, and uh, instead, we have Carter Longi joining us, mostly, uh, probably, probably of Ticket Weeknights, I suppose, is how maybe you might know him. Carter, how are you doing today? Pretty good. How about yourself? Oh, not too bad. We kind of rushed into the studio. That was a quick break. But oh well, we're off and rolling here uh, on the Ticket Water Cooler. Uh, I guess just kind of uh, going from the topic that was going on in the hallway there, are you intrigued at all by tonight's Nebraska basketball game? Are you more on board with the, the baseball team? Are you going to keep one eye on the baseball team? It's, it's, they're kind of going on at the same time. So. I think I'm hoping baseball is going to be more successful, so probably, <laughs> probably we'll pay a little bit more attention to them because there's a little bit more excitement around them this season, but... You know the basketball team; they're still playing, and I'm still a fan of the team, so I'll I'll try to keep an eye on them. But yeah, absolutely. I I know some people are getting pretty down on them, and and, and understandably so. The uh, talks again. Um, I I think a few days after every Nebraska basketball, and of course it's been a few days since the the game against Iowa. Um, uh, every few days afterwards, just feels like man, there's no upside. There's no way this is going to get turned around. What's the long term uh, projections and all that? Then after a few days, maybe you can kind of calm down and think, ah, it's maybe not the worst in the world. But it is it is interesting. I think at these times, more than anything. Um, to see what the crowd's going to be like. I mean, it's a, it, it's a Friday night, and most people probably don't have to work in the morning. At the same time, it's 8 o'clock, so a lot of people probably want to get to bed early. The the leaving the, the game early crowd, um, it, it'll be interesting to see when that kind of takes place because you know you want to beat traffic, and you might be pretty tired at that point. Yeah, I would hope people will stick around tonight. Well, hopefully they have a reason to stick around. I mean, Maryland's not the strongest team in the Big Ten by any means, so you would think that Nebraska should be competitive. And what it really seems like that has happened to this team this year is they, they get blown out by a team that they maybe shouldn't get blown out by or, you know, whatever. And then they go and they play a different team really close or even knock somebody off. And and then it's kind of like, oh, maybe they do, they do know how to play basketball. And then it all goes back downhill again. They get beat by 20. So. <laughs> yeah, it just it hasn't worked out too well. And that's why the, the frustration is mounting, I think, for the basketball team is the fact that they've been playing – I mean, it, for one, it's it's just not winning any games. But the other thing is kind of playing down um, to when when you're playing the the competition Nebraska has been playing. You know, the last couple of games, it's kind of felt like okay, this is their opportunity to get in the win column. And not only have they not done that, they've been getting blown out. So we'll see tonight. Uh, like you said, Maryland not having an impressive season themselves. Their coach was ousted earlier or, or left the team earlier in the season. So you can't expect too much from them, I suppose. Um, three and eleven, eleven and fourteen. Uh, uh, overall, three and eleven coming in uh, to this game in the Big Ten for Maryland, and on a nice. 
this five-game losing skid. Uh, that being said, it's it's not like they're um, you know they, they can't compete either. I mean, they played at Purdue this last their last game out and just lost by one. So I mean, they're a team that that that's got some pieces to it. So I know that it's uh it's it's you know they're pretty low in the standings. They you know their season was pretty you know given up pretty early on, um, but uh, they still can be a competitive team, and I expect them to give Nebraska a fight. So it's not one of those things. I think Minnesota. <laughs> is kind of one of those teams, right? Where they, I mean, I, I, and maybe this is just still preseason bias because they've, they've won some games. I mean, they, they have three big 10 wins and they've fought to a, a 500 record so far. Um, you know, beat Penn state the other day. Uh, it's been a while ago now and lost the other, last night to Penn state. But anyway, um, I, I think that if, if you talk about a winnable game, that was Minnesota more than any on the schedule, but for Nebraska, Maryland's got to be right there. I mean, they're, they are, they're right above Minnesota in the standings. Um, Minnesota and, and Maryland only have three wins in conference play. Nebraska, obviously only one. Um, it, it's getting pretty frustrating. I, I suppose if you want to feel a little bit better, um, Fred Hoiberg's not the only big time coach that's that's on the hot seat and kind of failing and, and falling down at this point across the, the nation. Uh, this might not be a surprise to people, but Tom Crean is actually not doing too well at Georgia. He did get Ann Edwards there, um, but didn't have any success while he was even there. And, and now um, they're at the bottom of the SEC. And, and But I, I was just kind of look, doing some research on him. Um, and it's uh, I think it's... I'd have to check maybe March, April, whenever there's a certain day that'll pass um, by when his buyout will drop to three and a half million dollars. How nice does that sound? It sounds nice enough to probably let him go. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like like a, a schedule, uh, like a contract he can work with a little bit there. Um Another thing that just hasn't worked out is Patrick Ewing with Georgetown. They haven't not won a game in the Big East. Um, and that's, uh, you know, I, I just figured with, you know, all the success he had there as a player, um, you know, he, he seemed to kind of, uh, you know, take uh, took some time as an assistant coach on the bench. I thought he'd be able to recruit better there, but uh, that also not working out too well. So uh, Hoiberg's not the only, there's a lot of a lot of guys, a lot of teams, and, and maybe Georgia would probably consider Tom Crean a home run hire necessarily coming off his failure over from Indiana. But, the, you know, it's Nebraska's not alone in thinking that they're, they're big time high is going to get it done and then sometimes it doesn't play out that way um so uh, we'll see but either way nebraska does have a chance to to somewhat change the narrative i think the this this the book on the season is written um you just kind of have to write the last few chapters it's kind of funny sourcing was was asking me if they somehow won the tournament which is not going to happen but if they did obviously they would have a below 500 record where would they be seated do you think that they would get a 15 seed <laughs> yeah they, there's there's absolutely no way I, there's be many of the lower tier conference winners above them like the fact that they've only won one conference game so far they're they're <laughs> heading into the tournament as the last seed yeah i, I don't even want to think about them winning the tournament to be honest because it's just not even yeah, so it's but, not it's not yeah. really gonna happen. But it was just kind of funny going through uh, go going through seating, I should say. And I, I don't have my my paper right in front of me. I was kind of going. Maybe we'll go through it here in a little bit later. Um, kind of the seating that uh, that the Big Ten has now. Joe Lenardi put out his bracketology, and the Big Ten is is expanding how many teams are getting in now. And his latest projections, he does have Rutgers in Michigan, and, and Rutgers has been on an absolute tear. There might they might be a team that is going to be, you know, because they didn't have success early on in the season, maybe, you know, a 10-9 seed, um, you know, maybe an 11 seed. I think he had them at 11 this past one. Uh, but they, they've got uh, they got some games left to prove it. They actually have a four-game win streak right now 
all against top 25 opponents, and they have a fifth one uh, now coming up on Sunday at 4.30 against Purdue. It would be a top five Purdue. Um, they have a chance to win five games against top 25 opponents in a row. And, of course, when you play in the Big Ten, you can run through that gauntlet. But, my goodness, what happened? <laughs> What's happened? Yeah, I don't know where Rutgers came from, but I, I do know that a lot of people, just based on their success against big-time teams, now they're they're a big sleeper pick for a lot of people now in the tournament. But, yeah, I don't know. Rutgers came out of nowhere, but they're on a tear like no other. And, again, Purdue coming up, I think they have really a chance to improve some seeding. They, you know, when it's all said and done, depending on how their Big Ten tournament run goes, they could end up in a sing, like a 7-8 seed somewhere in there. You yeah. Know. At this point, wh- who would you favor in – who would you pick to go to the furthest? I think the Big Ten's got a lot of like it's a lot of solid picks. I mean, I I think Purdue might be an easy pick there because they have the height, but they've always they always seem to underwhelm to me in the tournament. And then if you, if you kind of look past them, was Illinois is almost too inconsistent to um, to bet on too far. Um, you know, Wisconsin, Ohio State. Good teams, but, you know, not overwhelming. I mean, Johnny Davis is pretty darn good there for Wisconsin. But, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, it's it's another year for me where the Big Ten is is rolling over in the regular season and they're going to get all these teams in. But it more seems like a conference of depth to me than maybe the top-tier teams in the nation. Yeah, obviously Purdue is an easy pick to make a deep run. But I'd say if I had to pick another team in the Big Ten that I could see maybe making a deep run is Wisconsin probably. Just because typically in the NCAA tournament, teams that have a – a top player in the nation seem to, you know, do better just because those guys can take over games. And it's, you got, you got to have that guy that can do that. And Johnny Davis as a wing too. Cause like with Illinois, Kofi Co- or Coburn, excuse me. He, it's sometimes it's hard for a big to take over a game and, and just go out there and win it. Cause they don't have the ball in their hands all the time. So, if I, if I had to pick another team, I'd probably say Wisconsin. Illinois is fun to watch with Coburn, though, because it just kind of reminds you of, you know, like late 90s Shaq type of NBA basketball where, you know, the, the whole game is just kind of built around him, hack him down there. He can't shoot free throws. Um, you know, he, he, he kind of draws the defense in, and he, and he kicks it out. And it, it, I don't know. I, there's just something, you know, there, I, I love the modern-day flow of basketball uh you know teams cannon threes and the spacing and all that but there is something nice about kind of having a throwback option or two in there and the big ten is kind of the land of giants um so it you know it's not just illinois that does it but uh, obviously they do it among the most proficiently uh, how about how about this i i know it, it, it's also kind of getting down you know down to the end of it here in the big ten um who would you have as, as player of the year at this point, because it, it there's just so many to go through. I mean, Ivy at, at, at Purdue. Um, we mentioned uh, Coburn at Illinois. Uh, Keegan Murray at Iowa. If his team was better, I think he'd had a better shot. We mentioned Johnny Davis at Wisconsin. Um, it, 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 it's tough. And, and, I mean, to pick one from the other, because they're all – If I think the Big Ten, I think among those guys – they're like the you know, of all the power five teams or power six teams. They're they're um, I I think they're all four of them. They're like four of the five top scorers in the nation of, among power six teams. I think you probably have to go with Coburn just because the fact that Illinois doesn't have. I mean, obviously they're still a top fifteen team in the nation, but they don't have a ton around him. And I feel like he's really been keeping them afloat for the most part. Whereas you know Purdue has a lot of other guys around him, and Wisconsin's got a lot of other guys around him. So. I feel like I'd probably go with Coburn for now, but you know, a lot can change down this last stretch here. Yeah, it is. It's one of those things. I think it's going to be determined by who who kind of wins, who makes the big plays at the end. Some people are are, are frustrated by that, and I know we we talked about that, especially when the Heisman uh, was given away and Bryce Young won it in the in the final um, you know championship Saturday. But 
Yeah, it kind of makes sense sometimes, right? I mean, that's that's the end of the story. That I mean, that's the big crescendo you're building up to is 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 to get um, the, your answers of who's gonna who's gonna be, play big at the end. And if the the races are this close coming down to the end, I think that's probably a good way to do it. I wouldn't necessarily go with um, the the team that wins the title. Um, I know I've heard that thought being out there, is, but it's not really necessarily a team award. Um, so it, it's interesting. Keegan Murray certainly has an argument there with Iowa um, because you have to wonder where they would be. It, it, it kind of goes back to what, what do you think? Is it the best player, the most valuable player um, to their team, the, you know, the, the best leader and all that stuff? It kind of just depends on, on how you want to, um, to, to look at the Big Ten player of the year. But I, I, it, it's just fascinating because there's so many good players, uh, a lot of guys that are going to be picked in the lottery or, or like Coburn, um, just a you know, really – one of the best bigs we've seen in basketball and college basketball for quite some time. Um, it, it's, it's fascinating to see how that thing plays out. But I mean, the whole big 10 is like that every night in the big 10 uh, in, in following the, the basketball games, there's an upset, there's a shocker, uh, there's a surprise. So uh, it's, it's been fun uh, following down that path. Nebraska baseball also uh, like, like we t- talked about starting their season today, they're down in Texas and, and, and getting things ready to go. I think that game is, if I heard right, 630 uh, you have to have an ESPN plus subscription um, so it might be worth worth a few extra bucks to if, if you've just been missing baseball obviously major league baseball doesn't have <laughs> their stuff together so <laughs> nobody's reporting or anything like that there's still the holdout going on there um, so maybe it could be something that can kind of give baseball um, and, and, and college baseball a, a little bit more of a, of a look um, as long, as far as baseball fans go with major league baseball being down probably not for long we know kind of college baseball spot in the world I suppose but uh, obviously with the with the championship ending in Omaha it's uh it's something that I've always wanted to see kind of get more exposure and I believe the ESPN family of networks is going to have a record number of games broadcast this year um, that doesn't necessarily mean on ESPN you know they've got all their extra avenues they can do it with ESPN plus being one of them but um, I'm certainly excited to see this team in action uh, and it's uh it's, it's always an adjustment I think too with baseball is to remember you don't have to win them all so there's sometimes I think early in the season uh, you know like if you drop two out of three or something you, you start to to get a little bit too worried um, but uh, you know it's a long season it's baseball one pitcher can change the game and all that so uh, that'll be interesting to watch that play out I also wanted to play this Dave Van Horn uh, was getting some crap of course the former uh, Arkansas head coach uh, you tell me if you agree with Dave Van Horn if he sounds a little too old school with this take here he was at the podium the other day um, talking about the way baseball should be played I've talked to our team about that about when we play other teams you know there's a lot of you know, an old word, shenanigans going on in the dugouts and a lot of stuff that I don't think it had really has a place in, in baseball, maybe other sports. Um, you know, it's it's one thing to, to get excited and cheer for your own team, and, and that's that's part of it. Uh, but, but, but as far as rah-rah and getting on the other team and acting the way some teams do, hey, if that's what they do, that's what they do. They run their own program, but... You know, example in our league, I, I don't. I mean, I don't think F- Florida's good. They're like us. We respect each other. O'Sullivan and I. We, you know, our comments are when we're we just play each other. We just play baseball. And there's there's some teams that um, it's a little different. And uh, I appreciate him saying that. I feel like that's kind of his style too. And I think we need more of that. I think it's uh, that's just the way this game's supposed to be played. You don't you don't play once a week. 
for 14 weeks or whatever. You you get after it three and four times a week for 14, 13, 14 weeks, and then you got playoffs. And um, there's a time to maybe let them go a little bit, and I've done that in the past when other teams are out of control and maybe it's not going good for us. I'll say, hey, uh, I'm going to turn my head right now. You guys can get after them if you want to because I've had enough. And uh, that happened one time in conference last year after the first game of the year when it got a little chirpy and mouthy and about how great they were, and we won the next two games. So bottom line, whatever. <laughs> it's kind of funny um, and not surprising. And maybe I guess given his age, um, but that's kind of the old, the old mentality of yeah. baseball versus the new mentality where, and he's talking about maybe trash talk more than anything, but bat flips and, and flair and excitement. That, there's no place in baseball for that. No. Yeah. If you, <laughs> if you want to, anybody ever asks why, why is baseball MLB and college baseball? Why do they have lower viewers? You know, go, go play in that clip because, like you want, you wonder why young kids don't want to watch baseball. It's because it's because of stuff like that. Like, I mean, I'm 18. I, I know how it is. And it's, it, it's too slow. It's too rigid. If it's, if it's just play baseball, like let them have a little flair. I mean, the Padres are probably one of the most watched teams in the MLB this past season because Fernando Tatis Jr. Is just electric. I know he was hurt for most of the year, but still, I mean, you, you got to let the guys have fun. They, they have fun in every other sport. I mean, football, you see the guys messing around the sideline, basketball, the benches go crazy, especially in college. I, I don't understand why they can't have fun. I mean, as long as they're still locked in, but. And Jory makes a good point off the text line, too. Maybe Van Horde should tell his fans this because it was definitely quite an affair when Nebraska went down to, to Arkansas to play uh, in that regional last year. Um, and, you know, I, 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 I don't think that necessarily translates to the fans. I, I think you like to have a hectic atmosphere. You know, that's kind of the fans part of the deal, I guess, would probably be from his eyes. But, um, you know, I, I, I think baseball is just he, he kind of says on behalf of, OK, you got to do this three to four times a week. So you got to have your professionalism in there. If anything, to me, that's the exact reason why it should be more fun. It's like take a breath. This game it doesn't have the importance of a you know what a football game does to their season if you lose one in uh, in your 13 weeks if you lose like I said if you drop one in baseball and I I don't want to get in you know the attitude of you know this game doesn't matter or uh, you know anything like that but it is allowed I mean it's a long season and it's, and it's a lot of grinding it out um, and there's just a lot of downtime in baseball I just can't imagine. <laughs> like your coach saying, no, 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 no fun here. Yeah, Let the other guys chirp. We're not doing it. That's exactly what I was thinking as the clip was playing because he talks about, yeah, three, four games a week. You got to stay locked in. Well, you know how hard it would be to stay locked in every single game, like the entire time without like kind of, you know, screwing off a little bit. Like, I mean, whatever, like let the guys, <laughs> let the guys live. <laughs> yeah. It, it's an old, it, that's an old guy take. Uh, and, and Dave Van, Van Horn uh, was, uh, there's kind of some jokes on Twitter about him today and probably deservingly so, but even still, we still like Dave Van Horn, and in uh, regardless of what he does for what he did at Nebraska, um, and in helping kind of build this program to what it is, there was a, there was a bit of a gap there between him. But obviously, Will Bolt played under him, and, and so there's a lot of respect. Um, I think going back and forth from both programs, and and Dave Van Horn will always be, I think, pretty well respected around Lincoln. So, um, but uh, still, he can be wrong about things. That's 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 actually something that you know a lot of people have to learn is. You know, you can like a guy and still disagree with him. It's crazy. That, oh, yeah. That could I, be the no, case. Not Nebraska fans are one of the most guilty fan bases of that. If, you know, if, if you had a – if we have a historical player or a historical coach, just because they say something, that doesn't mean it's the absolute truth. That's the absolute fact. I mean, it's you, – you can still respect them, disagree with them. I mean, you know, like them, whatever, but you can you can disagree with them. 
<laughs> All right, we're going to take a quick break here on the ticket water cooler. Uh, if I can get to my, my music here. I know you guys are used to at least some music playing out um, because uh, that's a little bit more exciting. But I can't find it. So. Oh, okay, here we go. <laughs> yeah, okay. We'll get, uh, take a quick break here on the ticket water cooler. It's brought to you by Coligan Water, the official water cooler of 93.7 The Ticket. We've used their water for seven years now. Call them today to get your own water cooler for your office. Call today at 402-251-2309 or go online to coliganlincoln.com. We'll be right back on the other side of this break. You're listening to the Ticket Water Cooler on 93.7 The Ticket. 